All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Toilets to Titles, episode number 179. Today we're talking dynasty rankings. We're talking dynasty top tens by position. We're getting down to the nitty gritty like we were all over the place the last few weeks with you know all sorts of kind of touching on all bases. But now it's, it's dynasty season, kind of dynasty rookie season's a little bit behind us. And now we got redraft season coming up. So we're getting ready to put these rankings up on the website. We figured, why not discuss them here and now on episode number 179. And here with me, my co-host, Justin Stevens at JustinFF underscore Justin, what's cooking? Um, not a lot. I'm excited about the Dynasty show today. Um, you, you know that traditionally I have been more of a redraft guy, but for some reason this last six or eight months, I've been uh, really delving a lot more into uh, the Dynasty. So uh um, so this is a fun, a fun realm to play in this time of year. So, uh, it, it was interesting too. I set my rankings last week and then, uh, getting ready for the show today, I, I started going through them and I just started, I started dicing them around again, man. It's, it's changing daily. It's really hard, especially with, we'll get into it. So we're going to talk top 10, but we might be able to, depending on how the show flows, discuss some of the guys that we were considering putting in top 10 and where, there are some of the tier breaks are because they're especially with quarterbacks. Like as I got deeper into quarterbacks, it was so hard to separate the young and experienced quarterbacks from the old veteran, like coming off like Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, you know, even Kirk Cousins. Like, where do I place those guys? Where do I place the young guys? You know, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We're only talking top 10, but. It was difficult, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting these up on the website and getting going. And you said you're getting more into Dynasty. I'm like getting out of Dynasty. It's weird. Like I was so into the NFL draft and and I commissioned like five leagues. And, you know, it's 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 not always fun being the commissioner, you know, and maybe we can have an episode specifically on commissioning <laughs> like I, I'm like the commissioner of toilets to titles. So my commissioning yeah. duty year round, it was like taken up between doing this and then commissioning leagues. It's like, I don't want to make decisions anymore. I, really? I want to just play. So I've got, I've got some stories for you for that episode. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do that. And then anyone listening, you can comment some of your commissioning stories or maybe stories about commissioners. And we'd like to read them off. Dino's in here. Dino, nice to see you. I sent out some packages today, man. I dropped the ball. I got some toilets to titles lanyards. I didn't bring any inside, but we got a bunch. We're giving them away. Anybody who signs up for our Patreon, which we'll discuss later as well, we just added a dollar fifty tier, tier one, that gets you into the gilded chat. We're doing automatic. You're getting into Frankenstein if you sign up for Patreon now at any level. All right, tier one, dollar fifty, you get a lanyard, you get in gilded, you get in Frankenstein, guaranteed. And then after that, we got tons of other stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But if I didn't say it earlier, I'll say it again, uh, or I'll say it for the first time rather. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Toilets Titles. I am on the Twitter at Coach Sheps and Justin Stevens at JustinFF underscore. If you're watching on YouTube, it'd be greatly appreciated. If you liked, commented, subscribed, you're going to want to hit the bell because we got content going out daily, like three or four episodes, uh, rather three or four shorts a day. We also have NFL like team. Justin, why don't you talk a little bit about the team breakdowns you've done already, the, re the release schedule for them and what people can expect coming down the pipe. Yeah, so George and I have been uh, working together on scheduling these and knocking these out. And uh, so far, we've knocked out quite a few. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are up, Buffalo Bills, 
Um, I'm excited about the Broncos. The Broncos are going to be dropping tomorrow. Now, we've got a couple other shows going tomorrow, too, so we've got them spread out for you throughout the day. Uh, but just keep that notification on so you can catch them as they pop up uh, or save it all for the end of the day when you're at home and you're in your nice bubble bath with your candles and and you need to listen to the soothing sounds of uh, of the NFL team breakdowns. But uh, and we've got the Colts out there. We've got several of them out there, but there's no particular drop date. But every day this week, um, right around noon to four o'clock, we are dropping one every single day this week. Excellent. Excellent. We also have a gilded chat where I mentioned if you sign up for Patreon, you get in there, but you can get in there just by reaching out to me on Twitter at coach chaps or the show at toilets and titles. Cause we're trying to grow that thing right now. We have 125 members. You got something to say, Justin? Uh, I was going to say one more thing when you had a yeah. chance, but uh, uh, don't forget guys um, over on our TikTok, we're trying to boast the TikTok. Hit in the search bar, just type in Toilets of Titles. You'd be shocked. The name was even available on TikTok. So we now have uh, a Toilets of Titles TikTok that we've been working for a few months now. We have a lot of great videos on there, but there's one pinned video. You go, you follow us on TikTok, and you like that pinned video, then you have a shot at winning a free ticket to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio in August. So I'll be pulling that drawing here in a couple of weeks. I just wanted to post it up on the show a little bit to, to get the numbers there. And then we will do a uh, we'll do a drawing. So anybody in your group that's going with you to Canton, have them all do it, too, so that everybody gets in there. And um, and yeah. And, and also, I'll even give you another uh, another shot at the wheel. I'll throw an extra name on the wedge uh, on the wheel. If you uh, if you come in and follow us on the Gilded and, and get in our Gilded chat. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'll throw something on there as well. We just keep adding. If you subscribe on tip TikTok, if you win the free entry to the FF Expo, or the free ticket, rather, you're guaranteed entry into Frankenstein because Ooh. we decided this weekend at our team meeting that we are going to separate. Well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, too, because next week's the Frankenstein episode. Oh, you're but good. This is we're, good. We were supposed to add three divisions to Frankenstein, 36 teams, because we're returning all five divisions or all six divisions. I don't even know off the top it of my head. It was five. Five divisions are all returning. We are We have a few holes to fill because we had some quitters. So we probably have like 10 holes to fill from the five divisions. Then we got three new divisions, so we're accepting 36 members. We already got two Patreon signups. Those guys are guaranteed to be in there. But – if you win the ticket to the FF Expo, you get a spot in the division that is specifically designated to be filled at the FF Expo. So the and, FF Expo gets a division. Go ahead. And if all works well, we may even be doing that draft at the Expo. More details to come. Man, this is, yeah. So next week's episode, May 30th, you're going to want to tune in. All right, we got Chris Hind, who was last year's Frankenstein winner. We might have Shane Hallam. We'll have a few people from Toilets Titles. We're not going to get too crazy. We'll probably have four or five of us, but we're going to get down to business. Frankenstein is, is crazy. It is our listener league. There's going to be over 100 teams in it. It's got playable cards. It's vampire style. We're adding an IDP element to it this year. That's a little bit of a teaser. So between now and next week, Go to our YouTube channel because you're subscribed by now because we told you to and you, and you listened because you're a good listener. And look up Frankenstein in, in the search bar in our network uh, channel on YouTube and find last year's. So don't don't find the recap. We recapped this year's Frankenstein. Don't, you can watch that one too. But first, watch the preview that we did last year, previewing last season because we did a lot more in-depth scoring discussion. And the scoring is absolutely bananas. Like 
the running back, like just bonuses, bonuses, bonuses. The scores are always so high, and it, and it's a lot of fun. But and also, go ahead. watching last year's will help give you a really good insight on this year's meeting. That's why it's so yeah. important because, like, we changed so much last season that you're not going to understand what we're talking about if you just jump right into watching this season. Yeah. Yes, agreed. And I don't think we're going to change as much this year. I think the first that was year three, and there we had year one we had a vision. Right. And year two, we expanded. But year three, I think we rounded it out. So we are going to change and we are going to add things. But I think we're a lot closer to where we want to be. But where you should want to be is in Gilded. So reach out to us. We'll get you in there. You're in Gilded. You have access to us 24-7. And we can talk fantasy football. And if you're on Patreon, we have a Patreon exclusive thread in Gilded where we're going to be doing monthly live content specifically for the Patreon members. If you have Apple Podcasts, you can get a free entry into Frankenstein, which is a $25 value, just by throwing us a good five-star Apple review. Make me blush a little or make me laugh or make Justin laugh. If you do that, we're going to give you free entry, all right? So we kind of discussed the Frankenstein, and I wanted to tease that a little bit. Is there anything you are anticipating or excited about heading into next week's episode? Um, I, I wouldn't say anticipating, uh, um, I, but I have been kind of looking forward to getting back into the My Fantasy League, into the Commissioner's tab, and and delving around a little bit. Um, but you have one particular idea for a monster card that we discuss, and I don't want to talk about it now because I don't want to I don't want to break anything. Okay, that particular monster card. It's a phenomenal idea. Like I, I think after we tweak it a little bit on the show, I, I think. Uh, Is it the one geared towards losers? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. That, that card is. It's a. It's going to be a monster of a monster card. We need to help losers out this year because yeah. if you lose first two weeks out the gate, it's hard to come back because it is vampire style. So we're trying to help you, and Justin's teasing it. So I'm not going to go too much further in, but usually in monster movies. You know, the, it's usually the loser who's who is ends up being the monster, or it's the loser who ends up coming to the top and taking down the monster and owning the day. So yeah, after all the jocks get get killed off, yes, and and he gets the girl, or the yeah. girl gets you know one or the other. So I like yeah. it. I, I'm into this, and, and I mentioned Patreon as well. So we have five tiers: Patreon.com backslash Toilets of Titles. But that's all said and done now it's time to talk about some rankings so justin why don't you start with your top 10 quarterbacks and then uh well actually why don't you start with your top five okay. and then uh we'll, we'll go back and forth this is dynasty so. so top four for me was extremely easy that fifth one that's when that's when it starts to get a little bit diced up for me but but for me it's kind of a no-brainer patrick mahomes still has that long contract with with the chiefs he's not going anywhere he's amazing he's future hall of famer Super Bowl winner, blah blah blah. Like, what what can you say? Like, of the of all the top guys, you know that you know he's going to be the most consistent. You, you know what you get with him. And then you've got Josh Allen as my number two, which I was up in debate on that one a little bit uh, between him and Jalen Hurts for number three. At the end of the day, I think I, I looked at the points and I think that Jalen Hurts got a, gained a lot of his ground on those little one and two yard pushes up the middle for those easy touchdowns or the one yard first down that turned into four yards. And I, I because of the way the NFL is with safety, I know, I, I know I'm a narrative guy. This is another narrative, but I can see the NFL changing that rule where they can't push from behind and everything. Well, and, let's, let's have this talk, right? Yeah. Cause we're, we're separate here. 
I have Jalen Hurts two. You have Josh Allen two. I have Josh Allen three. You have Jalen Hurts three. Yeah. Right. So, whose offensive line do you like better? Um, I think I would have to go with the Eagles. Whose wide receiver core do you like better? That's that's closer, but still Eagles. Close? You think it's close? I think it's close. Kincaid helps, right? Because yeah. we'll we'll count the tight ends, but Goddard is a dude. Yeah. A, who who are you taking? AJ Brown or Stephon Diggs? That's the reason why it's so close to me. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm still taking Stefan Diggs if I can start my own team. Now, for fantasy, it's A.J. Brown. <laughs> now, do you buy into this conflict between Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, or do you think it's all media-driven? Sure. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, and I'm sure that there's something there because he's a wide receiver and the other guy is the quarterback. Like, I mean – Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison used to uh, have their their quarrels never on the field or on the sideline because Marvin never talked to anybody. But but I mean, all quarterbacks and wide receivers, even those guys will have quarrels. So I'm not too concerned about it, even though I think there is something there. Lori's upset. She haven't heard Burrow's name yet. Don't worry. He's coming. Well, so 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 far, line Eagles, wide receivers, Eagles, running backs. Hmm. Which could be a detriment. If you like the running backs better, it could hurt the case for the quarterback. But which which running yeah, back? No, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, they they have a better overall team, but also this is dynasty, right? Right. So, so which one's going to last longer as well? And I know I don't know. Josh Allen, Allen hurt his elbow last year. He's a big physical quarterback. Yep. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I, I don't know. It's just it's hard for me. It's just hard for me. The, but this is the last one. Who's the better quarterback? Josh Allen. Okay, so so but, I, I also, but but part of that consideration with that rule change is if they start, you know, to that point where they can't easily get that guaranteed one two yards, they're not going to run it as much, and a lot of those were touchdowns, and because of the point differentials, it would have been a lot more in Josh Allen's favor if he took right. all those away. I don't think Hertz is going to run as much as he did. I don't think he. If the Eagles are smart, they have a good young team. They should be thinking longevity for Hertz. They they locked him up, so they shouldn't be worried about a window closing. Smith's young, Goddard's young. You know the offensive line not so much, so they're going to need to replenish there. But they will because that's what the Eagles do. Their defense is all young Georgia Bulldogs that don't need to be paid yet. Yep. So I think they should be considering dialing it back with his rushing, which I also think the Bills should be doing. So I I think. I'm glad we had this discussion because it is, you could go either way. And I I wouldn't do a bathroom board bet on who outscores the other this year or next year, because it is that close, but it really just comes down to what's your flavor. So after your top three, where are you going? Uh, so next I would go Joe Burrow and, and Lori's telling me that he needs to be number one, but here's the thing, Lori, like maybe he can be considered for number one in about three or four years when he hits puberty. And he's if he makes it, time. if he makes it three or four years, given the, the offensive line he has around him. Yeah. But, that's go That goes into consideration, right? Yeah. But he'll be more likely in his prime whenever he hits puberty at that age. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at there, Lori. Um, so Joe Burrow, number four, uh, but, but I mean, with those receiving weapons as well, and now they just got Irv Smith, who I still believe in, right. um, Charlie Jones. They got Charlie Jones from Purdue, who's a decent wide receiver. 
yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, so I do, I do like Joe Burrow there. And even if something happens with Mixon, I'm not too aggressively concerned about that. They brought in Chase Brown from uh, Illinois. We saw him at the Senior Bowl, and I'm not, I don't know if he's Joe Mixon, but I think they'll be okay at running back. And then number five to round it out. This is where it got a little tough for me. Um, I, I won't mention my my later guys, but the ones the one that kind of wanted out is Justin Herbert, and that's really just based off of uh, of his current weapons and the traje- trajectory that the team seems to be going in. You have him at five. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm very close with you, Mahomes, uh, Hertz, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. I think Kellen Moore. As much as he frustrated me in Dallas he did lead to some very strong performances from Dak Prescott in the passing offense. And I think the weapons that LA have, you know, Dak was great when he had Amari Cooper and now, you know, now it's kind of just lamb. They brought in cooks. They still got Gallup, but I mean, they got, they drafted Quinton Johnson. They have Keenan Allen. They have Mike Williams. Those are three guys who are absolutely top tier players at the position. And if they keep Austin Eckler around, pass catching back who could take a dump off and go 40 yards for a touchdown, you know, I don't know the longevity for him, but we're going to get into that when we get into our running back dynasty rankings. But I, I, I'm all in on uh, still on Justin Herbert, you know, being a top five. So I like that. So where, where are your six through 10? Uh, six, through, six through 10, I have. Um, again, this is where it got really tough between Justin Fields or Justin Herbert and, and the field with Justin Fields, uh, Lamar Jackson and, uh, and Trevor Lawrence. And I put those three in that order. Um, the real was on this show right now, he would be throwing stuff at the screen. Who? Nate. Oh, oh, why? Because of Jordan. He doesn't like Justin Fields. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a Packer fan. He's yeah. It's it's embedded. He's supposed to not like Justin Fields, but um, but I like Justin Fields. I think he's only going to continue to improve. I think I saw quite a bit of improvement um, last season in his game. So he's he's more of an all around back, uh, or I mean, all around quarterback. And I, I I like quarterbacks that can stand in the pocket and throw the football. That was the a slip. Feel like yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like that opens the field even more. Um, Lamar Jackson over Trevor Lawrence was the real battle. And I'll probably honestly switch that, uh, just because Lamar is older and he does have, not that he's, he's, old, he's, older, he's younger than I thought. Yeah. He, yeah. He's only 20. He's going to be 26 at the start of the season. Right. Right. He's, when I said older, I meant older than Lawrence. <laughs> right. But I, I just, that yeah, segued yeah. into, cause I was writing, we're going to put the eight when we, when we post our dynasty rankings on the website, team name, player, and age. And we're going to tell you the age they're going to be at the start of the season because that's important. That is very important. So I, I was surprised. Yeah. So go ahead. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence comes in at eight. Really like the guy. I really like the game. I, I probably only made him eight because uh, because the Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in the back of my head, like you never know what that organization is going to do. Um, but I really should have him over Lamar. Um, he's got the best, he obviously has the better weapons now. They gained Calvin Ridley as well on top of making other strong moves. So, right. um, so I, I like Trevor Lawrence. I'll probably end up making him seven and Lamar eight. Um, the next one might be a homer pick and I might have to reconsider it, but I've got, I've got Anthony Richardson in there right now at number nine. And, and I, I mean, I'm on record for, for stating I did not like the pick where it was. But he's my quarterback, right? He's the Colts quarterback. I have to root for the guy. So if I'm going to root for the guy, 
I'm going to hope that this all pans out. Now, part of my thinking here is that in a dynasty startup draft, you're going to get um, uh, Richardson much later than most of these other quarterbacks because he's a rookie, because of the question marks um, and that sort of thing. So there's an opportunity you might get him in that dynasty start if it's super flex, probably, I don't know, what, fourth, fifth round maybe. Um, and it, he has the potential to be that next big thing, that next big rushing quarterback that can maybe also throw the ball. And he's got young, good weapons that are still developing. So that's my argument for, for number nine. Can, and I, then, can I piggyback off of that comment? Yeah, he is. If you're doing a dynasty startup and rookie quarterbacks are included, so no, you're not picking picks. Well, rookie players would be right. Right. He is a good option in the middle rounds for a person who went all in for year one. If you went all in for year one and you kind of skipped quarterback or maybe you got one quarterback and then you just went like you, you got Cooper Cup, like guys who were kind of aging but you know you you think you're going to win it now because if he hits that win now team is cemented yeah if you got the veteran pieces yeah yeah and you're still built for the future right you can go ahead and trade away some of those right. draft picks yeah and then kyler murray at number 10 to, to round it out so i got lawrence at six I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, I started towards the end of the season. I, I think that I think that game, it's funny, I have Herbert and Lawrence back-to-back. I think it's going to become a thing, Jacksonville and L.A. Sometimes destiny just kinds of rolls the red carpet out for people, and I think it does for Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to ascend. He's 23 years old. He's getting uh, Calvin Ridley. You know, he's still got Evan Ingram. He's still got, you know, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne. You know, now they got Tank Bigsby. He's got a lot of I don't I wouldn't say there is an elite talent. I don't think Christian Kirk's an elite talent. I don't think Calvin Ridley is an elite talent anymore. I don't think Zay Jones is an elite talent. But I think the thing about Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, you could even throw in Evan Ingram. I think the fact that they're not an elite talent pushes those guys. They seem like people that squeeze more of the juice out of the fruit than most. If that makes sense, like yeah, Christian absolutely. Kirk, he gets everything he can out of himself. Zay Jones took him about four years to really hit in the NFL. And now he's a precise route runner. He's where he needs to be. So I think it's a good crew for Trevor Lawrence. And they haven't invested too much in the wide receiver position to warrant them not targeting a big time wide receiver next season. So I have him at six. Lamar Jackson who's only 26. I got him at seven. You know, they got Rashad Bateman. Now they got Zay Flowers. You know, they got Mark Andrews. I like Isaiah Likely to take over. You know, he's going to run the football. He doesn't have as much tread on the tires over the last two years, even though he was hurt. He missed some time. I got Deshaun Watson at eight, which you don't have in there. But Cleveland, they're committing to passing the football, which I think is silly because Nick Chubb, I think, is – Nick Chubb is, to me, Frank Gore. I bet you we're going to be talking about Nick Chubb being an RB1 in six years. <laughs> right like he yeah. just he no, just just keep going like yeah. what are you doing cleveland just send him somewhere where they're going to appreciate him please somewhere that they play cold weather playoff football in december and january so we could see him in the playoffs just punching a team's defense in the mouth over and over again but amari cooper elijah moore david njoku and committing to the passing attack makes me buy into deshaun watson he's only 27 and if all the nonsense is 
out of his ears and he's focused on football, that, that kid can play. Uh, after that, I got Justin Fields at nine. He's 24. I need to see a little bit of development passing the football. I like that they brought in DJ Moore. They still got Cole Komet. You know, Chase Claypool, uh, you know, I'm here nor there about. Darnell Mooney is somebody I, I was kind of drinking the Kool-Aid in, and now he doesn't have to be the guy. He can just be a deep vertical threat. And then they brought in Roshan Johnson. They still got Khalil Herbert. So he's got a good offense around him. And, they, and they've invested in that offensive line. So I think pieces are in place for him, similar to the pieces in place Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. You know, I, I think he's got good players around him, which now we need to see if he can be the guy, which we'll find out. And then I had Dak at 10, but I moved Kyler, Kyler up to 10 because even though Kyler's hurt, he's still only 26. Yeah. And he's super dynamic. So that that was my toughest back and forth. But your toughest back and forth was between six, seven, and eight. For me, my toughest was between ten and eleven. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my twelve, even though we're not getting into top ten. But I'm putting Jordan Love as my QB twelve. Yeah, I'm doing it. All right. Wow. There you go, Nate. So Nate likes me after the show, not you, because you have Justin Fields six, but I got Jordan Love twelve. So that's fair. Yeah. So that, you, you want to talk about some running backs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my number one is Saquon Barkley Jr. Um, uh, we, we also call him Bijan Robinson. This dude is going to be an animal. He's going to be an absolute athlete, incredible. And then everybody kind of was hoping that he would land in a great landing spot. But at the same time, I don't think the landing spot really would have mattered for this guy. He's indoors. And, on, you, on turf in a controlled environment on a fast surface i like it and if you if you're looking for a guy that if you're, if you're looking for a rookie that could potentially be a guy then you want it so you want it to be somebody like that where the landing spot doesn't matter you want a wide receiver that is that is quarterback proof right so this is a running back that that's team proof so Bijan is number one um uh, number two Jonathan Taylor, again, still young, still a workhorse, and I think that that offense is going to finally start steering more towards the running game. Um, and it seems like they've built that team for that now through the draft, through the offseason, um, just through what I'm hearing through uh, through through um, Cody Felger, who did the Colts breakdown with me a couple of days ago. Um, they're going to lean more towards that run. Brees Hall. What we saw of him, I, I know maybe he's still not going to be 100% coming back this season, but he's still young. At that um, He's, he's going to be a beast. We saw him just for a few, a few weeks, and I was highly impressed. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, because he's still young enough to make a huge difference in the passing game and the uh, run game. Uh, I don't care if they're splitting carries. He's still going to get his. And then number five, I've got Saquon Barkley. So um again Saquon is a guy that I've always loved I know he's got the injury history but almost at, well every injury that he's had we had one of the uh, Dr. Jesse Morse on uh the TGIF last offseason or last season and he was telling us about how those injuries are are just total happenstance it's not like one caused the other or it's something that makes him quote injury prone it was just completely fluke things that uh, that happened so you could look for him to have a great season sure enough he had a great season he's bounced back he's back to to Saquon Barkley unfortunately we did lose a couple of years there with the injuries so that's why he's dropped down to five man I was super high on Saquon Barkley going into last year because it was a contract year you know now it's another contract year he's on the franchise he hasn't signed it yet 
but I assume he does or he gets traded. And regardless, it'll be uh, probably on a one year. If he gets traded, he might get locked up long term, but I expect he plays on another one year deal. He's going to be making his money and he's a freak. Like the dude is an absolute freak. If he can stay healthy, I can see him playing and produce until the age of like 30, 31, which for running backs, you got to have a different mindset. Yeah. At least I do. I'm not looking for seven, eight, nine years. I'm not expecting that. For running backs, my rankings are based on a three-year window for running right. backs. Because after three years, you got no idea what you're getting with running backs. So right. if you take that into account, age – also their age windows are, are a lot smaller than the other positions. So I take that into account, and I think Saquon Barkley at age 26. I could see him still producing in the NFL to 29, but I have him at number six for me. I got Jonathan Taylor, number one. You got Bijan. I got Bijan, number two. I still think Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud. And now bringing in a guy like Anthony Richardson, if that works, he, Anthony Richardson's going to steal some carries from him. He's going to steal some touchdowns from him. But I also think it's going to create bigger running lanes for him. The offensive line doesn't need to be as good when you have a guy like Anthony Richardson who's threatening the linebacker, threatening the safety. There's going to have to be two guys Sometimes the defensive end is going to have to be the read man watching the quarterback. So when you're causing players to freeze, a guy like Jonathan Taylor is going to get to the next level a little quicker. So, but I, I I'm high on Bijan too. Go ahead. And, and when you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor, you want to use him, right? You want to utilize him a lot. And on the ball, he's going to lose some carries regardless, just because he can't take a hundred percent of the carries. But what we were looking at before we got a rushing quarterback that's actually pretty athletic is we were looking at him losing maybe 20, 30% of the snaps to Zach Moss. Right. You know what? I'm cool with losing 40 to 50 to Zach Moss and Anthony Richardson right. you know, to help save him a little bit more. So, uh, And that would make him more efficient in the in the, the touches that he does get. Great, like pick, Great pick. Thank you. And I got Bijan too, so don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean I'm not high on Bijan. I'm obviously yeah. high on him if I have him number two. Yeah. That offense, if Desmond Ritter clicks – that offense is going to be a lot of fun this year. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, a first rounder, a high first rounder at the three different levels. Offense on the line at the tight end, out wide at wide receiver in the backfield at running back. But I do like the controlled environment. I like that he's going to be playing indoors on a fast surface eight times a year. And I also like that that division is kind of a disaster. We don't know what the Saints are. We don't know what the Panthers are. We, I mean, I think the Panthers actually might surprise people with their defense this season. But we also don't know what the Buccaneers are. So I think there's going to be a lot of games where Bijan Robinson is going to have the opportunity to just fall out and crush it. So I like him at two. Brees Hall at three. He's only 22 years old. New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers. I know we expect a lot out of that offense this year, but he's not going to be throwing the ball like Aaron Rodgers of old. But he's going to keep the defense honest. The defense isn't going to be able to stack the box. And when Brees Hall is healthy, we know he's a, he's another elite talent. Look at this. Jonathan Taylor, B. John Robinson, and Brees Hall. Those are the three top backs to come out over the last three seasons, right? Yeah. Three or four seasons. So we have them top three. And then Christian McCaffrey at four for the San Francisco. He's showing no signs of letting up. He seems to be able to stay healthy. He's another guy just like Saquon Barkley. They both look like they were built in a lab. Jameer <laughs> Gibbs is my number five. My thought process here, they got rid of Swift. You know, they do like to – and I know they brought in Montgomery. I don't think he's as much of a red zone threat as Jamal Williams. So I don't think we're going to see the Lions 
rely on switching backs in the red zone as much as they did when they had Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is very good in short yarded situations. Montgomery's good, but Montgomery's a good change of pace back. That's why I, I liked him because he's always he's he's good at a lot of things, but he's not great at everything. Jameer Gibbs has some skills that he's great at. Mm-hmm. They already have a guy who's super explosive in Amon Ross St. Brown. He's exciting. He can score at any moment. They took this guy high. They didn't take him high to not showcase and right. feature him. So I got I got Jameer Gibbs at five. So why don't you go ahead with your six through ten? Yeah, and I have Jameer Gibbs at six, and I agree with you. I think that uh, Montgomery was always intended to be the change of pace guy, regardless of who that number one was going to be. I think that that was always kind of the plan. So um, Travis Etienne at number seven, and this one kind of surprised me when I put it down there because I got him over a couple other great names that I'd like to have up there, but but Travis Etienne when he's healthy, that's that's the that's the big question mark. Can he come back? 100% be healthy, stay healthy long enough. Because just like you said earlier, running backs have a shorter career. If he spends another season w- with a boot on his foot or something, then, you know, he might be he might be done for early, right. When it, and especially in terms of dynasty fantasy football. So it's kind of a risk. But if he can stay healthy, he will change that offense. Um, uh, number eight, Austin Eckler. So Austin Eckler, we were talking about him when we were on Justin Herbert, but uh, Eckler is a man that's that's going to get the the workhorse uh, load for as long as he can show that he can take it. Uh, he's he's involved in the passing game. He's involved in the heavily involved in the running game. Um, so and without Eckler, they they are not a good team. It, it shows. It's very very evident on the field. So they've got to keep him on the field as much as possible. Number nine. Uh, Never, ever in my days would I ever think that I would have a Bill Belichick running back in my top ten of any form when it comes to running backs. Um, but I have, I have Ramondre Stevenson at number nine, and I mean, listen, they, he every single opportunity he had last season, he outdid Damian Harris, and it, eventually they got rid of Damian Harris, and they're ready for Ramondre to take the, the workload. They don't have any other extremely good backs back there. Um, um, in uh in new england i mean james robinson was a flash in the pan at one point but right now he's probably their number two so uh not anywhere near as good as stevenson so he's the number nine based off of load um and then your guy tony pollard number 10 um i think he's going to be heavily involved and i uh, he was more involved last season and Every single time he got the ball, he was explosive. I don't care if it was a one-yard loss. He hit that one-yard loss quick. He prevented it from being a three-yard loss every time. He falls forward. He's, he's a go-getter. He, he works hard. Super fast um, on those wheel routes. Like, I mean, look out. So, uh, so I really like Tony Pollard. I like the, the – that one's more athleticism and talent than anything else. Yeah, I, I like it. So I have Barkley six. I got ETN seven. And like he's 24, he's super talented, and he started the show last year. Like he had some Kamara-esque plays during the season, like in space, breaking multiple tackles. So it's all about him staying healthy. They got Tank Bigsby. I think that might – it's going to eat away some of his touches, some of his short yardage touches, but it also is going to keep him healthy, I I would expect, a little bit longer. And with him, it's not the volume. It's the chunk plays. The chunk plays with him, and then the PPR receptions are what's bringing up the value for him. So Lamar at 27 – what is that? 
has hit a few. Uh, still, Joe Burrow, Lori, Lori, we need to start a separate gilded channel just for Joe Burrow as anonymous. Yeah, my uh, wife is trying to get a fantasy football uh, wives chat going. So we'll start. There we go. We have we have we have the uh, channel for it now. So we'll we'll make <laughs> it happen. But I have ETN seven. Then I have Pollard eight. You you said he's he's fast. He's explosive. He's super twitched up. But he's also got burst and pop. He breaks the first tackle a mm -hmm. lot. So for a guy, and, and he gets the top speed a lot. He accelerates really quickly. So when he gets first contact, it doesn't usually allow the rest of the defense to come because he breaks through and he hits a gear. Some guys just have that natural ability of going through contact. So it's almost like Mario Kart when you go over the arrows and you <laughs> yeah. speed up. It's like some guys speed up through contact. And Pollard seems like the type of guy, and he's on a contract year. So this year, they're going to run him into the ground, expect big numbers, and then expect him to get paid somewhere and probably come out and produce for at least two seasons, wherever he ends up going. Number nine, I have Najee Harris. 25 years old, big, physical. And this one, unlike Travis Etienne, this is volume. I think Najee Harris oh, yeah. is going to get the volume to be worthy of starting, even if, if, if ideally – if he's your RB2, which at nine, he's not yet an RB2. But if you're picking in a league where something like, you know, Austin Eckler or Nick Chubb or, so, you know, some of these older guys are going above and you can get an Najee Harris and you're starting him as your RB2 week in and week out. I think you're in really – you're in a safe space because he's a high-floor safe guy. So I have him at nine. And at ten, I got Kenneth Walker, which is tough because, you know, Zach Charbonnet's there. It is scary. Yeah. But Kenneth Walker is 23 years old. The Seattle Seahawks, they love to run the football. They're, they're, if any team can make two running backs fantasy relevant, I believe it's the Seattle Seahawks. I know they drafted Jackson Smith and the Jigba. They got DK Metcalf. They got Tyler Lockett. You know, I start these guys, and somehow they make it work week in and week out, and, and I'm still pretty high on Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and I gave that I gave that look. It wasn't out of like disagreement or anything because I have Kenneth Walker at twelve. I gave that look because I had the same dilemma you did in your head. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's better than Charbonnet. So, but but we'll see. All right, let's get into some wide receivers. All right, wide receivers. All right, so number one, I have Justin Jefferson. Um, and at, at first, initially, it's a no brainer, and then when I was going back and forth, man, that that uh, Jamar Chase. And Joe Burrow connection is is going to be something special for a really long time, uh, but but Justin Jefferson has the talent there. If he ends up falling into a good spot with the next quarterback as well, um, then he'll be phenomenal. If he doesn't, he's one of those guys that are just going to be quarterback uh, proof, just like I was talking about earlier. So Jamar Je or Justin Jefferson, number one. I wish we could have a Jamar Jefferson. Holy crap! Do you remember Jamar Jefferson? <laughs> he was a running back from Oklahoma State. Well, okay, I meant I meant one like these guys. <laughs> I know, just a combination. Yeah. Uh huh. Like uh, you in Dragon Ball Z terms, that would be fusing. If and, we could fuse Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And it was the wrong slip too, because I should have said Justin Chase. Yeah. Yeah, that would have. Well, because it sounds close to Justin Case. Anyway, <laughs> this is riveting radio here. So I've got Jamar Chase at number two, um, CD Lamb number three, and uh, and then. Uh, so, so the easiest top tier, Justin and Jamar, the next top, the next easy tier for me was CD or AJ Brown. Trying to mix up and decide between the two of those, flip a coin, take your favorite. But, uh, but for me, it's CD Lamb, um, and then AJ Brown number four, Garrett Wilson number five. That would not have happened for me 
pre-Aaron Rodgers. He probably would have been hovering closer to 10 with this list because of the next five on the list. Uh, but, uh, but the addition of Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to help in, in a couple of different ways. He doesn't have a couple of years with, uh, with Zach Wilson in this, in this void where he's got to do all he can to be quarterback proof. He's still at a thousand, over 1,000 yards as a rookie. So he, I mean, he was offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, with the quarterbacks that he had. I think that Aaron Rodgers will take him up that notch. He's going to be uh, Aaron's Devontae Adams. Uh, who knows if he's going to be as good as Devontae Adams, but he's going to be Aaron's Devontae Adams. Shoot, I think he's more like – 40. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, help, help me out, Steve. Chad uh, Chad drafted him in the fifth round of the year that he was hurt. <laughs> Jordy. Jordy Nelson. That's it. Yes. All right. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so Garrett Wilson, I've got number five. And I think after Aaron moves on by then, it won't matter who the quarterback is for Garrett, and he'll, he'll be in there for a, a long time. So that's my top five. So I, I got uh... – Chase number one. I got Jefferson number two. So we're back to back right there in the same situation. It's the quarterback. It's the longevity. I do like the addition of Jordan Addison. I think that'll help Justin Jefferson. It should free things up for him a little bit. I got CD Lamb at three. So Chase is 23. Jefferson's 24. Lamb is 24. Chase has the best quarterback. I think cousins and Dak. I think Dak's younger. So the longevity, but you know, they, they both have shown the ability to get their wide receivers, the football. Then I got Garrett Wilson at four 23 coming out of Ohio state. The pedigree is there. Offensive rookie of the year, phenomenal route runner, great hands, like just a natural hands catcher, super explosive. And then I got Jalen Waddle at five. I can't quit him. He's only 24 <laughs> years old. This dude, he's like, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think Jalen Waddle does everything Amon Ross St. Brown does and does it a little bit better. Like I, that's what I think. And the quarterback is, you know, it's a, it's a little sketchy down there in, in Miami, but I feel a little bit better with them having Mike white as a backup. He's no world beater. He's not Tom Brady, but Solid he's good back. enough to get him the football. And I just think Jalen Waddle knows how to get to the end zone. Like he does, he does that very well. So, th so there's my top five. So why don't you go six through 10? So I actually went Amon Ra at six over Jalen Waddle at seven. So the difference maker there is, for me anyway, is with Jalen Waddle, I had him in several leagues last year because I listened to you. And, um, and it worked out great for me for the first half of the season. After that, he really started to drop off, and that scares me on a lot of different levels. Right. If it's because of the quarterback play without Tua, then maybe he's not quarterback proof. And that's if I'm going to put a top 10. Their quarterback play was awful. It was. It like, was. It, it was bad, bad. Like, it wasn't like. But Tyreek was still scoring some points. Yeah, but it was like garbage time, like 60-yard touchdown, you know. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But it was, they had Skylar Thompson, who probably shouldn't have seen the field playing quarterback last year. But also with Jalen Waddle, he was hurt a lot towards the end of the season as well. Right. We got to remember that. So, so that's where I'm kind of still giving him the benefit of the doubt. It was just kind of disappointing the second half of the season. So, you know, in fantasy, you get those guys that just kind of rub you the wrong way, or you just get a hunch about them. Right. Um, and, and not that he rubbed me the wrong way because he did me, he did me really good the first half of the season. So, um, <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> All uh -huh. right. So, um, uh, commas are important kids. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
Amon Rod, Jalen at, at uh, number seven, and then Tyreek at number eight. I get Tyreek is probably going to be out soon. He's even he's even hinted to the to the fact that he'll be out really soon, and uh, he doesn't plan on playing very long. Last I heard, he's talking like at the end of next season. Um, who knows if that's true? Even if it's just one more season, I think you're going to get enough of a, a season out of him. If nothing else, he's a big name. If you can get him late in uh, in dynasty startups for a win now team, and you feel halfway through, you could get some good value out of him and flip him to a team that's on the edge. Go for it. You know, I, I think I just think the name has the value there in dynasty. Number nine, T. Higgins. Um, Number two on his own team, and he still makes the top 10 for me in Dynasty. I can see it from time to time, from year to year in redraft. Um, you don't see it a whole lot in Dynasty. So uh, they, they've got something special going on there. And I, I know we have the same thing with, with Waddle and Hill. But uh, uh, but that team in particular, uh, it's just going to be a dynamite team to watch for a long time. And then Stefan Diggs rounds out my top 10. So uh, Stefan Diggs, again, a little bit older. Uh, he's just He's, he's just that good. He's just one of those guys that I've always been a big fan of. So uh, I'm going to keep him in my top 10. You're going to get a couple more good years out of him. All right. So I got A.J. Brown at six. I got Amon Ra at seven. It's 23. I, I, just because I said Jalen Waddle does everything a little bit better than he does what Amon Ra does, I still really, really like Amon Ra St. Brown. And I love having Amon Ra St. Brown on my rosters. What's up? Athletically declined. Appreciate you. I'm going to be on their podcast very soon. We're working it out. So nice. make sure you check them out on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I'm in Ross St. Brown is the type of guy you put on your lineup and it could be like, you know, a quarter and a half through the game and he has one or two points. And then you, you put your phone down, you go outside to the football <laughs> in the yard with your kid, you come back in 15 minutes later and all of a sudden he's got 20 points. Right. So I love having that guy. Chris Olave one thing you'll hear me say a lot about Chris Olave, when I watched him last year in New Orleans, I want to say like 60 to 70% of the balls he caught, there was no one within two yards of him. He creates huge passing windows. He's got Derek Carr coming in, which is a better quarterback situation for him, similar to Garrett Wilson getting Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Derek Carr is on that level, but just upgrading quarterback play. So I expect more from him in year two. I love the Ohio State pedigree. And they also, Jake Hayner, you know, he might end up taking the job and they, they might be an exciting duo. But Chris Olave, he gets open, great hands, huge passing windows. That, want to talk about quarterback friendly? That's quarterback friendly. You can yeah. produce with mostly anybody if you do those things. You got Tyreek Hill at nine, just a big play waiting to happen. Even if you only play, I, I can't see him retiring after this season. I think they're so close. Jalen yeah. Ramsey, I think they have a two or three year window down there in Miami. And then even if something happens with Tua and they end up bringing in another quarterback, he's going to want to stick around and see what this team looks like with maybe an aging veteran quarterback who was cast off from some other roster. So, and then 10 Cooper cup, just the little engine that could, he got a little hurt last year, but that Rams offense, I'm uncertain what it's going to be. Allen Robinson's gone. Odell, Be I mean, he was gone even when he was there. Odell Beckham's gone. Who are they going to be throwing the football to? I mean, Cam Akers is the RB1. What's that going to look like? But we do know him and Matthew Stafford are on the same page. And he's going to, like, kind of what I said about Najee Harris with the running backs, high volume. Cooper Cup's going to get the high volume. He's got a very high floor, and he is super safe. So there, there's my 10. 
Um, do you have anything to say about my, my guys before we move on to tight end? Yeah, uh, Chris Olave, real quick. So he, I had him at 11, and he was one of those guys where I really wanted to push him into that top 10. I feel like he deserves to be in that top 10, but I kind of I kind of brought him down a little thinking that maybe I could get value in the draft. But this is why we do these shows, all right? This is right. why we talk. So I'm, I'm listening, and I hear, and now I hear that there's somebody else that's really high on him. So that could be a popular thing. So maybe I need to bump him up a little bit. But uh, Well, that kind of – so you, we're going to get these Dynasty rankings up on the website, toiletsthetitles.com, under the Fantasy Football tab, under the Dynasty Rankings tab. Within the next week, I'd say, I know Nino's going to be doing them as well. We're assembling a team that's going to be doing them. And we're going to be updating these monthly, sometimes multiple times a month. So you'll be able to – Look at these uh, rankings while you're drafting, while you're preparing for your draft, just so you can help yourself make some decisions. So you can kind of, you have a hunch on a player that you're really high on. You're not sure if somebody else is, you're afraid to pull the trigger and you see one of our guys are. And we're also going to do a combined consensus ranking that just averaged it out. But Justin, we're running close to the edge here. So I'm just going to read off my top 10 tight ends real quick. You read off your top 10 tight ends, and then we'll wrap this thing up because head-to-head is coming up next with Nino and Jared talking some IDP fantasy football. So tight ends, I got TJ Hawkinson. He made himself number one. Kyle Pitts, number two. Travis Kelsey, number three. Mark Andrews, number four. My guy Dallas Goddard comes in at number five. George Kittle fell out of the top five to number six. Dalton Kincaid, rookie, number seven. Pat Fryermuth, number eight. Greg Dolchich number nine, and then Sam Laporta in Detroit. I think they're going to be chucking him the football. He's my tight end 10. So who are your top 10 dynasty tight ends? I've got Kyle Pitts at one. Number two is Mark Andrews. Travis Kelsey still at number three. Number four, TJ Hawkinson. Probably going to put him over over Kelsey at three. Um, Number five, Dallas Goddard. Number six, George Kittle. Number seven, Pat Fryermuth. Number eight, Dalton Kincaid. Number nine, David Njoku. Didn't think I would say that again. And number 10, Darren Waller. How about Dallas Goddard only being a year younger than George Kittle? Yeah. (laughs) George Kittle feels like George Kittle to me, even though he's 29 and he has had a decently long career, I always look at him like the candle with the bright flame that's just going to burn out quickly. I mean, last year he had kind of a resurgence. I just don't trust him, you know, and, and, but it's tight ends. So six. It's fair. That's where I have him too. Like you still got to take him, but I'm not investing high draft capital in him. I like it if he falls to me because I'm right. too afraid. And if I have him, I also want to have a young up and coming tight end to kind of sit behind him who just in case the time comes, but man, this was a lot of fun. You know, dynasty rankings is always great. Next week's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to make sure you subscribe and tune into that. Cause we're talking Frankenstein. Justin, you got anything to say before we wrap this up, my friend? Uh, no, sir. Nope. I, I, great show. Had fun. Thank you. Patreon.com backslash toilets titles. Support the show. Get in the Gilded Chat. Get guaranteed entry into Frankenstein by signing up for Tier 1. And also get yourself a pretty sweet lanyard that you can display on your neck and show off to your friends how cool you are. All right. We will see you all next week. Take care.